Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Blue Balls podcast. I am Luke Walsh. I'm joined by Eric Reesberg. We are your hosts for this episode. How are we doing tonight, Eric? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. Um, Went to the game on Sunday. It was awesome. It was a good game to watch, for sure. Yeah, it it was was a ton of fun. Yes, the first half was terrible. Your first NFL game. Yes, first NFL game in person ever and what did you think oh i mean other than the outcome right Right. outcome you know i wish it was different but uh being in i will say being in like a visiting environment you know being a visiting team in an nfl game is so much more terrifying yeah (laughs) yeah i believe that versus like other sports you're saying yeah other sports that like i've been to yeah for sure um and like when i've been like a visiting fan of like at a football game, it's been in like college, and that's just different. Yeah, and we were like in the band, so we're also surrounded by every other. Iowa yeah, State or you're fan in the visitor there. section, like in in the pros, there is no visitor no, section. There's not. You sit. Well, I mean, a little. There was like a small section that was like mostly Bears fans. Yeah, but I think that's like they all coordinated that. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely possible. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. But no, it was a lot of fun. Uh-huh. Um. Had a really good time. Jackson, yes. thanks for coming. It was. It was a good. Really good time. Yep. Got a delicious brunch beforehand. Oh, uh, incredible brunch. Yeah. Yes. Like a place called Hen House in Minneapolis, mm-hmm. if you want to go. We're not sponsored, but would absolutely be. Oh, yeah, for sure. If, they, if they gave out sponsorships. Yeah. Hell I will yeah. say, if you get a Bloody Mary, there's a strong possibility that there's just a stray piece of bacon in the bottom of your glass. <laughs> almost a certainty. It's actually probably supposed to be there. Probably. I think it's pro- it was probably supposed to be like on the skewer. That's true. It probably like slid its way down. Yeah. You maybe. missed, there was something missing on your skewer though, right? You didn't get an egg. I got the egg. I ate the egg pretty quick. You did get the egg. Yeah. Yep. Something else was missing. I think it was like a cube of cheese. Mm. It looked like there were cubes of cheese on like other people's Bloody Marys as they were like just standing outside waiting for tables. Yeah. I didn't get any cheese. Yeah. The rest of us got mimosas that were like 95% champagne with a whisper of orange juice. Right. And that's fine. As it should be. Because they were delicious. Honestly, that's a little bit too high on the OJ. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. Like, you might as well just drink champagne. I'll take 99. Just be an alcoholic. Right. 99% champagne and like an eyedrop of OJ. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense to me. That's all you need. That's that's classified as a mimosa, technically. Technically speaking. Yeah. If there's orange juice in there... It is a memo. <laughs> exactly. Um, but no, it was a good weekend. I'm I'm doing pretty good. Um, I hate how cold it is. but it, I mean, it got too cold too quickly is why. But you live with it. Right. That's what you get yeah. being up here in Minnesota. It's, it comes with the territory. Yeah. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Yeah. The game was fun overall. There's, there, was, there was like a picture like Jackson, because he was the one that bought the tickets, got like a, got like a picture of like, uh, this happened during the game and like showed the section. Yeah, it was like it was like right after a Vikings touchdown because why would they send any other? Of picture? course, yeah. So the it was place like is hype and right for sure. There's just it's a great shot of like you and Jackson celebrating, and then there's like it, right perfectly in the gap of the crowd of purple, you can see my face just completely stoned, <laughs> like just right in a gap. It's so good. Yeah, yeah, it's a cool environment. We had some good end zone seats. Mm-hmm. Um. Highly recommend. Yeah. Highly recommend. Oh, definitely. Definitely. It's just if you go go to an NFL game, for sure. Yeah. Just fucking do it. It's and better this... if better if it's a, your home team. 
that yeah. you're a fan of. And U.S. Bank is gorgeous. So if oh, you're going to pick a, a stadium, stadium, go there. Great stadium. Yeah. Or your local stadium. But right. If U.S. Bank is local for you, go. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of Iowa listeners. so That's, that's probably us. the closest one. <laughs> I would say so. Depends on where in Iowa, kind of. Yeah, because right? Eastern Kansas- Iowa, you're going to be pushing Chicago. Right. Southern Iowa, you'll be pushing Kansas, Kansas City. City. Yeah. Right. Everywhere else. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yep. Coming to Minnesota. Yeah. But we're doing good. Oh, yeah. Well. Yeah. The only problem at the stadium is the beers are like $14. Yeah, but it was nice that we didn't have to walk too far for them. And the beer cart was very fast. It Very fast, and they had good beer selection. They did. Yeah. But speaking of beer selection, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, not beer. I'll say that much. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, not because I don't. I just like I I have seltzers. You've given in the up beer forever. Yeah, I'm not giving it up. I said that like I was like I was upset at beer. You know, I was like not beer. No, I'm just still drinking beer. It's beer's fault. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, whenever I drink a lot of beer, I feel bloated and shitty. I mean, that's somewhat legitimate. Right. Yeah. But also, you feel good. I do. I do feel good. Yeah. It's a combo. Right. Uh, no. Today we're we're on the seltzer vibe. Uh, I got myself a press seltzer lime lemongrass flavor mm. which if you haven't experienced the press seltzers before i highly recommend them it sounds very natural yeah kind of yeah pretty natural flavors i mean they got like the lime lemongrass is a fl- they got some weird fucking flavors yeah overall i've enjoyed press yeah i think of they're the nice. seltzers they're on the upper end for me crazy about seltzers yeah they're good uh it's a it's a four percent abv and it's a seltzer so no i be you get what you get right that's it with a seltzer right the flavor on the can is what you expect to taste, and there's nothing else to go with it. It's just easy. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Eric? What do you got? I am drinking a Surly Mozzafiato, which I think I said that right. It's so little... foreign. Yeah. Um, Bonjour. It is, it is an Italian Pilsner-style beer, um, and it is 5% ABV. I don't know the IBUs, and I didn't care enough to look it up. Right. It's a Pilsner, so it's not super IBU-y. Uh, yeah, it would not be. Um, but the can says it is crisp, hoppy, and breathtaking. Oh, do you? I don't know if it's that? breathtaking. Nah, like, okay. I still have my breath. They're lying on the can then. But it's good. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't take it away from you. Therefore, yeah, not breathtaking. Yeah, but it is tasty. Well, oh, that's important. So I'll go with it. Yeah, that's good to have. All right. Well, let's let's move on into some of the NFL stuff. Uh, it's Thursday. Uh, the Bears are currently playing the the Commanders. This is probably one of the few times that we will not have a game on in the background while we're recording this, because if we were to do that, Eric would monologue, basically. Yeah, because Luke would just be upset at how bad it's going. Oh, yeah, I would I would slump into the couch. Not even if like we were winning. It would just be ugly winning, you know? Yeah, the only notable thing I want to say about the game, it is currently two minutes left in the second quarter. Brian Robinson has seven carries, and no one else has a carry. In Washington. There was the blurb that he was going to be so the lead dope. back. that's dope. He was going to be starting. It's it's his second week of playing. Yep. Really into Brian Robinson. Incredible. Love him. Uh, but other than that, there's nothing to note about this game. It is billed to be worse than last week's, and we all know what last week's game God, last was. last week's is so bad. So, it was so painful to watch. So, yeah, we're just not watching because it's not worth it. Yeah. I can watch the YouTube highlights in probably five minutes tomorrow. That's being generous, I think. Right. Five minutes? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. There's going to be, like, two plays. Yep. Exactly. 
Um, but first bit of news here, this is just a little bit of housekeeping. There are some buys this week. Buy weeks have begun. It started, people. Um, so not only is this really relevant for our league, because obviously you can't play players from Detroit, Houston, Las Vegas, or Tennessee, um, but for those that are in guillotine leagues as well, bye weeks are killer in guillotine, because if you can't play your starters, you can't get points. And so, obviously. Right. And you're going to score low. You can't, like, have a eat-it week mm-hmm. in a guillotine yeah. league. And so just keep that in mind. Um, this week, Detroit, Houston, Las Vegas, Tennessee. So you're looking at, I mean, Amon-Ra and Swift from Detroit, although they were banged up. Right, as long as they were. I mean, Amon-Ra did play, but he only kind of played this past week. Yep, they've yeah. been banged up. So this will be a good break for them to yep. come back healthy next week. Houston, you're looking at Brandon Cooks and Damian Pierce, probably. Yep. Um, Brandon Cooks is borderline flex this year but Damian Pierce is a stud based oh, yeah. on volume alone weekly starter for sure um Vegas you're looking at Adams Josh Jacobs mm-hmm. Josh Jacobs has been insane so far this that's year. probably it though right yeah with I mean, Derek, you how, can't really trust Waller at no. this point Waller's been underproducing Mac Hollins was already like a boomer bust like if you actually needed to play him then you knew you were in a tough spot he's also like a Hunter Renfro replacement exactly. he's not going to get any any run with Renfro back yeah yep Carr is like sometimes a streamable QB, but yeah. maybe. Yeah. And then Tennessee, you're looking at Henry. Gosh, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. End of list. Yeah, That's yeah. It. That is pretty much end of list. There's yeah. there's nothing there. Tennessee's is is bad. Hill, Hilliard's a boomer bust running back, and like Traylon Burks, if he was healthy, I would say you know go for it. Maybe, but he's a flex. Edge flex. Right, but he's hurt, so it doesn't matter. He's on IR, so he's going to be out for the next four weeks at least. Yep. Um, So that's buys. Keep that in mind. Um, There's a couple doozies coming up. So I think seven and nine in particular have have some pretty rough slates. One from a talent perspective and one from a volume perspective. Right. There's always going to be that one week where like seven teams are on buy. And you're like, oh, this sucks. Yeah. Um, as far as scheduling goes, no London games this week. So you can not have to wake up at... 7.30 7.30 to start setting your lineups. I will say that was a very fun part of the game on Sunday, how the Packers had played in London. And so that we, was great. we all collectively as NFC North team fans yep, got as, to watch the Packers lose. Yep, as we were walking into the stadium, they put it on the screen on the outside and everyone started cheering as the Giants took the ball to control the end of the game. High-fiving Vikings fans. I was like, I won't like you in two minutes. It was amazing, though. It was a great moment. Great. It was a good time. Other good moments, Carolina. What yes. happened to Carolina? Luke? Oh my gosh, Matt Rule finally got shit canned. It's I feel like his his reign went on for too long already, and Carolina, the front office, finally decided to pull the trigger and fire that man, um, freeing hopefully Christian McCaffrey a little bit more, uh, DJ Moore. But we'll see. Still quarterback problems, yeah, right? Still quarterback. I think problems. one of the two problems is solved. Right, Rule is gone. Uh-huh. The quarterback situation is still terrible. Yes. And like it's terrible, going to, terrible. It's going to continue to be somehow worse. Yeah. Maybe. Well, maybe it could maybe. Be, it could be better. It might be better. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. We'll find out here. Yeah. Um but yeah, he's gone. I don't recall who the interim coach is. Uh it's like one of the coordinators. Yeah. Uh yep. don't remember his name. It's probably not relevant. Um, not too much. He can't yeah. be worse. Right. It would be pretty hard to be. Yeah. Yeah. Can't um, be worse. But Carolina moving ahead. Brighter days are coming, hopefully, for the Panthers. Uh, and other bit of news that we want to touch on here is Devontae Adams 
got a little upset after the game on Monday night, and he got a little physical with, what, was it cameraman? Uh, maybe. It looked like he was holding a boom mic, so Something. part of the AV team. Yeah, but he was walking off the field into the tunnel, and someone got in his way, so he pushed this man to the ground, and he got charged with what, misdemeanor assault. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's going to happen here. Um, I think, I, I mean, we've seen assault things be unpunished mm-hmm. relatively in the NFL. I think there's going to be a little more teeth to this because it was on the field. Yeah. Like it was during the game. And I, I think the NFL is not going to like that very much. No, I read the, the kind of sentence, um, for this with, it was charged in Kansas city. So Kansas city, you know, rules, laws, um, it's. A fine of like up to up to I don't remember. It's really not that steep of a fine. I mean, it, when or you make Devonta Adams yeah. money, it really doesn't matter. Or a hundred and eighty days in jail, or both. Yeah, we'll see. So I I doubt anything happens during this season, though. Maybe a game suspension too. before the jail time, but the jail time won't be if there is jail time. Right, won't be this season. Yeah, right. I feel like most likely it would be the fine. I would be shocked if they actually probably put him in like behind bars. Yep. I also very much doubt that that will happen because when you are a rich football player, consequences do not exist. Exactly. Look no further than Cleveland's quarterback. We still love this game, but that is a problem. The the NFL is like persistent throughout the NFL. The NFL is garbage at like actual discipline. Yeah. Yeah. It's not balanced. It's not fair. And also Devante very much a Raider now. Oh, yeah, fully. He like that. If he didn't have the colors before, he's got them now. Yeah. Yeah. He is now officially a Raider. Moving on, we have some injuries here. At quarterback, we just have one Baker Mayfield, the aforementioned second problem in Carolina. Mm-hmm. He has a high ankle sprain. He's going to be out three to four weeks. Carolina is hurting at it's quarterback. Bad. It's bad. Sam Darnold is also banged up. So we're looking at PJ Walker season Yay. again. Yay. How did he do? Uh, he played six games. He got 11.78 fantasy points. Sweet. Last season. Sweet. Total. Awesome. Not average. Great. You love to hate to see it. So, um, so not good is the main, <laughs> yeah. is the main thing. Listen, there. you already weren't playing anyone outside of Christian McCaffrey, like in Carolina. You definitely anyway. can't. Uh, yeah, but, uh, avoid. <laughs> yeah. You absolutely cannot play anyone in Carolina. Except yeah. McCaffrey. That's it. He's the only one. Right. Um, next up here, we have a couple running backs. Um, first one here, Rashad Penny, Seattle. He has an ankle fracture. He is done for the season, which is a huge bummer. This was kind of his first chance to be the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was doing pretty well. I mean, not like amazing. He doesn't get used in the passing game, and his runs are less than efficient. Right. But the volume was definitely there for him. But now this opens the door for Kenneth Walker. It does. and Yeah, it opens the door for this the highly drafted rookie that Seattle got. Like, Kenny, Ken, he's gone by a lot of things. He has. I think Kenneth is... is Kenneth is the yeah, standard. Right. Yeah. He'll go by whatever the hell the fans dub him. Yeah, definitely. Um, But yeah, it sucks for Penny because he was, I mean, he was number 22 in standard, number 26 in PPR up to this point in the season. Uh, A couple, you know, dud weeks, really just that one boom week, which is carrying him um, up to this point. Uh, But yeah, the volume was there. The talent was there. He's a, he's a talented enough running back when he gets the opportunity. It just also sucks because this was a contract year for him. 
Yep. Um, and so now we'll see if he's able to recover, if he's going to be able to get to get on with another team in free agency. Yeah, I mean, he's not going to stay in Seattle. They're, I think they're going to like what they see with Walker, both because he can also because he can pass or catch passes. Right. That's one thing that Penny has not done in his career and probably won't do um, anytime soon. No, probably not. So that's a bummer for him. Uh, next up, we have Damian Harris, the perpetual touchdown machine. Um, he has a hamstring strain. He's going to be out for like three weeks or so. Mm-hmm. Um, at a minimum, we know hamstrings can kind of stick around. They um, linger. See, see Keenan Allen, Exhibit A. Mike Evans. Um, Mike Evans season. last year. Yeah, I yep. mean, it just kind of always happens. So right. keep an eye on that. But Ramondre about to get a lot of run. Steven season, for sure. Uh, yeah, Ramondre will get the majority of the work. Uh, I mean, last week when Damian Harris went down, they, you know, you kind of weren't prepared for, you're not prepared for injury, so whatever happens, happens. But after that injury, Ramondre had 90% of the snaps. He had, what, what is it, 20-some carries? 25 carries, 161 yards. Insane. Yeah. Like, the work that this man is about to get. He's real good, too. If If you were smart enough to draft him and hold him, you are about to reap such benefits. Yep. As long as they don't like throw another random person in there. Yeah. The as only person I would say is Pierre Strong. Keep an eye because they do like doing a committee. So mm-hmm. if you have a little bit of space, I think Pierre Strong is not a terrible ad. He was inactive last week, um, which probably led to the reason Ramondre got as much work as he did once Damian went down. So yeah, he'll be he'll be up. He'll get the spell. He'll get the change of pace work for sure yeah i think in a deep enough league pierre strong is not a terrible choice no would not be um to just stash similar similar honestly with the the penny situation we talked about kenneth walker but dj dallas decent enough stash if you wanted to try and see yep i would agree with that as well yep Next up here, we have Saquon Barkley. He has a shoulder injury, but he's probably going to go. He's been practicing. There's been a lot of confidence in that, but definitely something to watch um, because he is the engine that makes the Giants go. He's their offense. Yeah, he's <laughs> the whole thing. Yeah. Although Daniel Jones has been sneaky good. Did you? I saw something uh, just after this weekend that, you know, the, the narrative for Daniel Jones is turnover-prone QB. His turnover rate, was like what two turnovers a game like four years ago whenever he started because mm-hmm. of rookie problems sure it's like around 0.5 a game right now yeah no he's great he only has three yeah. turnovers all season yeah it's awesome yeah he's actually been like pretty solid and i think i read that he has the most designed runs so far this season really really for a quarterback that's kind of crazy yeah huh all right Go, Dude's an athlete. Go DJ. Yeah. But right now he's um, number 22 quarterback, so not, like, great. Right. Or number 14 quarterback. My I'm God, sorry. his rushing totals. What the fuck? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's Jesus got a Christ. sneaky floor. He just doesn't have any talent to throw to. No, he doesn't. That's a problem. Yeah, but he, he has really a sneaky doesn't. floor because he runs quite a bit. Six attempts a game is his lowest. Correct. He's he had he has two weeks of 10 rushing attempts? What the fuck? Yeah, don't sleep on Daniel Jones, My fucking guys. God, dude. Yeah. All right. Not for his ceiling, but definitely for his floor. Yeah. All right. That's my Daniel Jones speech. I'm well, actually kind of into him. I mean, yeah, good good time to be in on him for sure. I mean, Dabble is doing stuff with that team. Yeah. Yeah, they're definitely on the up and yep. up. Next running back, we got James Conner of the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, He's got a rib injury that he suffered along with every other Arizona running back. 
uh, this past week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, all, they all got hurt. Um, but James Conner uh, suffered a rib injury. He did not practice Thursday, has not practiced yet this week, I believe. Um, I don't know what night they play on. I um, believe they're Sunday. They're Sunday? Cool. Yep. Sweet. If it was a Monday game, then I would say, you know, this is Wednesday for Monday. But Yeah, yeah it's a Sunday game, I believe. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if, if Connor doesn't go, I mean, the Cardinals offense has been so kind of lackluster um, outside of Hollywood Brown and, and Kyler doing his thing every now and then. Um, but I haven't felt good about the running back situation. No. no. Eno, Eno is the guy, but uh, don't put a lot of stock in it. Yeah, I would not trust it. Yeah. Uh, next up, wide receivers. We've got Chris Olave of the New Orleans Saints, rookie extraordinaire. Like, yeah, he's been great. Stud. Uh, unfortunately, he suffered a concussion. Um, he could go. He could not. It's a concussion. There's a protocol. Has he been on the field at all? Do we know? Um, he was limited today. Okay, that's at least encouraging that he was. Limited. So it's a step in the right direction. Yeah, but right. I mean, it's very clear the concussion protocol. The problem is, teams are going to be afraid to like. Do it quickly. Right. Yeah. Based on how this season has gone so far. So I think it's a maybe. Yeah, that's fair. They're, I mean, especially with Olave being like their future stud wide receiver, they will play it safe with him Yep, as much as possible. Yeah, it's definitely just one to watch. But if he goes, I mean, he's he's great. You got to start him. Yeah. Got to start him. Yep. Yeah. He's wide receiver 12 in standard 13 in PPR right now. So what a legend. He's killing it. Yep. Uh, tight end position. We have Dalton Schultz of the Dallas Cowboys suffered in well, he re-aggravated it with the PCL, right? Correct. Yeah. Um, he's day-to-day, could go, could not, but this is a weird injury if he re-aggravates it randomly in practice leading up to the game, then he just won't go. They are the Sunday night game, so something to watch as well. If Have you think, a backup. If you're a little worried about it, like, yeah. just be ready to not like to just sit him and take the L on that. Yeah, and hopefully you have another tight end already yeah. because good luck finding a stream. Yep, just something to watch. He was limited today in practice. Okay, cool. So... Right direction, but yeah, watch out for it. Uh, other tight end we got is Pat Fryermuth. The Muth concussion protocol, again, could go, could not. Keep an eye on it. Pay attention to the practice reports. It's a concussion. Generally, it seems that tight ends recover a little bit slower than mm. the rest of the position players for concussions. Um, I don't know why that is, but probably that, because like they have more assignments in terms of blocking and stuff. So you want to make sure they're on. on for yeah, that. but that has been the trend. So uh, just keep an eye on it. Although, frankly, Muth has not been startable yet anyways this season. Um, no, but it is. It is Kenny time. It so. is an offense on the up. I will say that there were 52 pass attempts last week for Kenny. Uh, and that's what we got for the injuries. So next up, we have the weekly recap. Starting up at the top of our list, we have, is this the, the margin of victory? This is the big spread? Yes. This is the, the biggest spread of the week. All right, biggest spread of the week. Copper Cup putting up 128.46, beating Team Rennie 83.81. That's, uh, that's a pretty decent spread. Was that 45? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Not not the biggest, but, you know, still a good still a good spread. It's on the sure. upside. Yeah, yep. strong victory there for, uh, for Brett. Next up, Devontae's Inferno. Jackson put up 89.25, barely, barely. Defeating you, Eric. Too many cooks who put up 59.5. That 59.5 is the low score. Oh, by far. And the Turd Ferguson on the week. Easily. And the season. And the season. But yeah. And the season by like 20. Yep. It's bad. Uh, next up, Brees' Pieces putting up 135.11. Defeating Hashtag Trade Montgomery who put up 118.86. That 135.11 is the high score on the week. Congratulations to you, Michael Ehrman. Daft Punk Tribute Band put up 129.54. Uh, 
defeating Josh Roll's Chub Thumping, who put up 122.11. Um, that's that, our shortest spread on the that's, week. Yeah, that's the, the narrowest victory right there. Yep. Um, I attribute the success to Josh Jacobs. And that's fair because he was very good. Yeah, absolute stud. So far in the year, hopefully that continues. Yeah. Yeah. And finally, our featured matchup from this past week, Prestige Worldwide, Blake putting up 129.13, which was enough to defeat Sean's Return of the Cup, who put up 118.46. 11-point spread, still a pretty, pretty good game. Yeah, 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 fairly close, um, right? Kind of in the middle of the pack as far as spreads go. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, the big hitters for Blake, obviously, being Josh Allen putting up 37, Justin Jefferson with another great day at 25.3. Yep. Um, DK D- with a solid 15.3. Yeah, that Seahawks offense is somehow, like, really competent. Yeah. Um, and then Dana Carlson putting up 17, being an absolute stud kicker on I the mean, season. You love 17 Kicker points. won by... I th- somewhat significant margin strong yeah good margin um and then on the other side there were some big hitters as well austin eckler continuing to show out currently running back two in ppr i mean he would he's these past two weeks have been insane for him what a great rebound for austin eckler yeah if you were able to buy him after week three holy crap insane dividends someone tried to trade i have him in a league and someone tried to trade me for him and Uh i was like no, not yeah. a chance. There you go. Like, there's no way I'm getting rid of Austin Eckler. Stick to your point. guns. Good job. Um, Cooper Cup had another Cooper Cupian day, 23.4. Yep. Um, Mark Andrews putting up 19 as well, making his case to be the tight end one. Yep. If it wasn't for Kelsey's four touchdowns on 25 <laughs> yards. <laughs> I mean, what the it's hell? just so dumb. Missed opportunities for Sean, um, considering he's on the losing side. Jared Goff, sorry about that advice. Um, Tom Brady coming in with 21 on his bench instead um, would have brought it a lot closer probably actually would have tipped the hand yeah i think i think we just need to you, don't play jared goff if he's going against bill belichick just avoid that situation i think that's fair yeah because he's got him figured the fuck out yeah i think jared goff will be safe enough coming out of the bye next week he'll have his weapons back should be um, he should be able to do some things um playing dallas dallas is another pretty pretty decent defense um but I would I would still feel good about it. Yeah. I mean, other than that, it's kind of par for the course. Um, a couple down days for, like, Tyreek Hill with only nine and a half. Waller, obviously, we talked about him being out. He got zero on the day, so that's a bummer. Yep. Um, and Michael Pittman only putting up 8.4 in that miserable Thursday game. Right. Yeah. Which is probably, what, the highest score from that Thursday game? Might be. Is <laughs> miserable. Absolutely disgusting. Uh, but yeah, that is what we got for the matchup. Blake, congratulations. And so that moves our records. Eric, you are at two and two. I am at four and oh, and Blake's still sitting at one and oh. Very good, Luke. I am, I'm proud of you. I can't wait to come crashing down to earth. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's going to come. It's got to happen. Maybe not point. all the way down. Yeah. Maybe not. You might maintain a decent record here. Um, our current margin of victory leader is still Blake from week one at 71.06 points. That is going to be a hard threshold. It's yeah. It that's a high threshold. That's a butt kicking. You got you got to be like incredibly efficient with setting your roster. You got to have a damn near perfect lineup. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Uh, moving on here, waiver action. Nothing really very interesting happening. Um, there were two pickups, I believe. Um, 
Yeah, I picked up DJ Dallas for 15. Dart throw in case something happens in Seattle. Could have got him for free. Could have got him for free. No other bids is a yep. huge bummer. And then Blake picked up Graham Gano for $0 as Graham, well. Graham Gano having a very good season at the kicker position. He's the number three fantasy kicker right now. Yeah, this giant offense is somehow competent. Yeah. Who would have who fucking With thunk? no living receivers. I mean, like, right? Literal corpses on the sidelines. How are they doing it? And they're they're doing work. Um, they're doing so, it by Saquon Barkley. Yeah, decent pickup. Nothing really to analyze there. Nope. N- what we should analyze though is this trade. There was a trade, and boy oh boy oh what a fucking trade that we had in the past week. Ehrman and Blake swung a massive deal. Ehrman receiving Alvin Kamara and Amon Ra St. Brown, two guys that have moved multiple teams so far this season. In return, Blake receives Jonathan Taylor from Michael Ehrman's side. Yeah. Uh, number one overall rookie draft pick, like however long ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, Jonathan Taylor is definitely like, he's definitely like a win now play. I mean, he's oh, also yeah. a dynasty play, right? He's young. He's still only in mm-hmm. his third season, right? Um, in Indianapolis, but it's it's bolstering that running back core so that Blake can make a run this year. Yes, is and, definitely the thing. Yeah, that's what Blake's doing, and he's doing it in a pretty smart way because, you know, Alvin Kamara, we don't know the situation. I mean, he did come back around this past week, had a good week, um, but inconsistent. So capitalize on, on the Alvin Kamara name and the potential that he has and then also throw in a stud wide receiver in Amon Ross St. Brown um, and get the good return of a young running back who's only 23 years old who is the offense in Indianapolis when he's healthy. Yeah, I think I think this is actually a pretty good trade. Ehrman picks up a stud receiver and a solid running back for now, yep. um, and Blake picks up both a running back for the future and for now um, to really lock up his roster. And it's not like he needed the wide receiver. He literally couldn't play him because he already has J. Jeff, Tyreek Hill, D.K., and well, at least he played James Conner last week, but there's there's another wide receiver in there that's solid. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. got Terry. He, he's he's set. Yeah, he's fine. Oh, Scarence Terrence. Yeah, is that who you said? Scarence Terrence. All right. Who's had a rough year so far? But yeah, I mean, he has Carson Wentz at QB, so he'll turn it around. I have faith. Hopefully, I have faith in Scary. He's Terry. too good. Yeah. He's too good to he not turn it around. Good. The I talent's agree. there. Yeah, I think this is a pretty even trade. Yep. Um, both teams get needs and it's big names. So the moral of the story is don't be shy to try and trade your big names. Right. You can make something happen. I think if I were to pick a side on this one, I would go with the Kamara Amon Ra side. Because, I probably would as well. Yeah. Uh, mainly just the, the youth of the receiver and how insanely good he is right off the bat. Yeah. He's awesome. That's, uh, that's so nice to have. Yep. And the volume thing, the volume thing is, is what really gets me volume for, thing is for that. Yep. Exactly. Love to see it, but. Good trade. Love to see those. And also, that leads us into our power rankings. Oh, my God. It leads them into... We have the power rankings? We have power rankings this week. Oh, my gosh. So I have re-established them. Here we are, starting at number 10. We'll count backwards because it's much more anticipatory. I don't... Websites so often start the power rankings at number one, and I'm like... And you're like, well, now I don't need to read the rest of your article. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Number 10, not me. It is Team Rennie. Um, the site that I use to do the dynasty power rankings absolutely despises Ryan's team. What a twist. So 
that's like the major thing pulling him down. Um, team running at number 10, too many cooks at number nine. It's not a huge gap. Um, so these are like, there are actual numbers tied to these, not just a ranking. Um, and the gap there is pretty small between the two. Well, I mean, yeah, 10 to nine, that's only one jump. So yeah, that's yeah. very good. Very good. Uh, Chubb Thumping sitting at number eight. Return of the Cup, number seven. Brees' Pieces, number six. Copper Cup, five. Devante's Inferno is fourth. Trade Montgomery sneaking up into number three. The Daft Punk Tribute Band Luke at number two. I'll take it. Things have been going well in the last couple of weeks for you. They have. And then Prestige Worldwide, as no one is surprised, is at number one yeah, in the power that, rankings. I mean, yeah, that makes perfect sense. I, th- like I believe top. he has the top or the second highest dynasty ranking and the highest in-season s- roster ranking. That makes sense. As well as the number of points that he has scored. Is far and away the most? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. It's like the most by a lot. Yep. That's, that's like pretty, 30 points. It's a pretty big spread. Yeah. Yep. He's got me beat by about 200 points. So, But you're there. You're on the board. <laughs> I'm not 10th either, but those are the power rankings this week. I will add efficiency in um, and see how they shake things up next week. Yeah. Exciting. They're back. They are back. So now you can use those numbers and you can gloat or not gloat. And I will say that the power rankings file is on my work computer. So I learned nothing. <laughs> yeah, you really didn't. It's not. Is it at least in like a fucking Google sheet no. or something? No? You no. just went full Excel on yep, your work It's computer. like straight up on my desktop. All right, dude. Yep. All right. I'm not planning on leaving this job anytime soon. No, you're not, which is good. Yeah. You feel comfortable enough in it that, yeah. That I'm going to make the same mistake that I made right. last time. You better hope nothing changes. Yes. <laughs> Privacy policies. No fantasy stuff on work computer. Delete. <laughs> Somehow, it like just, they like come in, fully and, gets like wiped. delete. Yeah, <laughs> they scrub. They scrub just like for folders called fantasy. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's why you name it porn, so that they yeah. Don't look that there. would be easier for them not to scrub. You're right. That perfectly makes sense. They'll never expect fantasy football <laughs> stuff in your porn folder on Gosh. your work computer. <laughs> You're right. Absolutely not. There's. I mean, there's got to be people that are dumb enough to actually do that. You would think. Yeah, right? Uh, but it's anyway. a big company. Mm, yeah, <laughs> pretty big company for sure. Uh, anyway, that's what we have for the Power Rankings, making their triumphant return. And so now it is time for our matchup preview for this upcoming week six of Big Blue Fantasy Football Action, our matchup that we are going to be looking at. Copper Cup versus Chub Thumping. Brett v. Josh. Uh, the spread that we're looking at right now uh, is, oh my God, I didn't realize it was that close. Yeah, that's partially because Curtis Samuel has already started and only has 0.8 points so far. This was originally like a five or six point spread. Okay. Um, is currently a half a point spread in favor of Josh. It used to be in favor of Brett. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Well, let's dive into this, shall we? Let's do it. All right, so first up, quarterback position. On Josh's side, we have Geno Smith, and on Brett's side, we have Joe Burrow. Geno Smith out of nowhere this year, becoming an absolute monster. He's great. He's so good. Quarterback six. Uh, and continues to hold there. I mean, I, we thought week one was a fluke uh, based on week two, and then week two turned out to be the fluke. Yeah, he's yep. been really solid. This offense has been performing really well. Um, he's been efficient. He's throwing touchdowns. He's running a little bit. 
That's good. Loving it. You do love to see that. Uh, the Seahawks are going up against the Arizona Cardinals in a divisional matchup, and the Cincinnati Bengals with Joe Burrow are going up against the New Orleans Saints in New Orleans. Um, I still like Joe. I, he's a better tight. he's a better talent, but it's I, close. He's just a better talent than Geno, so I have to go with Joe Burrow here. I'm gonna go for the ceiling of Geno Smith. Mm. I'm gonna go for it because Seattle's defense is so bad. That's true. That game is gonna be a shootout. I believe it is the highest over under on the week. That does not surprise me. I mean, yeah. Arizona's defense hasn't been anything to write home about either. Uh, That's a good point. Yeah, and so I think I we saw what happened when Seattle went against Detroit. Yep, and what a what a fantasy gold mine that game was. I don't think we'll get the same thing, but we'll still get a very good fantasy game out of this. And so yeah. I'm going to go with same Daniel. realm. Yep, yep, I agree with that. Next up here we have Joe Mixon going against Christian McCaffrey. Mixon going against New Orleans, as we already talked about with Cincinnati, and Christian McCaffrey going against the Rams. I don't have any initial thoughts other than McCaffrey's great. And Mixon is also great. Yeah, they're both they're both actual studs at the running back position. McCaffrey is just doing McCaffrey things. You know, he's the number five running back uh, in standard on the year, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, Mixon has been kind of up and down to start the season. He's still getting the utilization. He's still getting the usage that you love. Yeah, the to opportunity see. for Mixon is crazy. Yeah, it's all there. Everything is there, but he's only gotten in the end zone one time. Um. And just had a couple uh, down weeks overall. Yeah, he's at three point one five yards a carry right yep. now. That offensive line hasn't quite figured it out. Nope. Um, but from an expected points model standpoint, Mixon is number one for running backs, and it's like somewhat significant yep. as well. Right. Um, that he's number one in expected fantasy points based on where he's getting his runs and the amount of runs he's getting. He's had five runs within the five yard line, no touchdowns. So insane on those five. I think he'll bounce back, but for now, I'm going to go with McCaffrey. I think they're going to be revitalized having a new coach in Carolina. The players are going to want to. They're going to want to go. Um, like a Dobby's free situation yep. for them. Um, I got to go with McCaffrey here. I also have to go with McCaffrey, though. This could very easily be the week where Mixon finally pops off. Um, it's possible. It's totally possible. But I, I just like McCaffrey overall more this week. Yeah. Yep, agreed. Next up here we have Nick Chubb going against Devin Singletary. Chubb playing New England and Singletary playing Kansas City. Uh, for me, this one's pretty easy. It's Nick Chubb. He is running back two on the year, or running back one on the year so far. In standard number two in, in PPR. In standard two in PPR in competition only with Austin Eckler. Uh, yeah, I also it easily have to go with Chubb here. I mean, he hasn't had less than 17 rushing attempts in a single game so far this season. Uh, the snap percentage, I mean, it's about where you expect it to be in a timeshare with Kareem Hunt. Um, but, but he gets the high quality he downs. He gets the high quality downs. He gets the goal line work. Um, for the most part, occasionally Kareem Hunt does spell in there for sure. But Slight vulturing, yep. Yep. Uh, but yeah, Nick Chubb is just an absolute machine. And Devin Singletary it, with the Bills offense, I mean, it's going to be a great game with the Chiefs because it has to be. Uh, but... The usage of the running backs in Buffalo is so weird. It's yeah, so I would, weird. It's a little strange. I would say this does feel like it is Singletary's backfield finally for the first time. Yep. The last couple of weeks in the games that have been close, he's been at 88 and 73% snap share. 
they got way ahead against Pittsburgh. They aren't going to run Singletary. They're going to give Cook and Moss their shot. Yeah. So it, this does feel like Devin Singletary's backfield to me, and in a close game, I see him in there a lot. Should um, be. But Nick Chubb is great. Yeah. Got to go with Chubb. Yep. Nick Chubb's great. Yeah. Wide receiver position up next, we have Tyler Lockett on Josh's side, and we have Jamar Chase on Brett's side. Uh, we've talked about these matchups because we talked about it, the quarterback. We have stack. We have We're a stack stacks. right in the first <laughs> run here. Um, yeah, gosh, I got to go Jamar Chase just from a talent perspective, mm-hmm. although I have to say Tyler Lockett has been fantastic He's this been year. so good this season. 13 so in standard, 8 in PPR. I like Lockett's floor more than I like Chase's floor. I also but like Chase's it. ceiling is so ridiculous. Yep. I have to go with Chase. Um, but that's from an optimistic standpoint. It is from an optimistic standpoint. But Chase is still getting all of the targets that you expect him to get. It's just they haven't been turning into the production that it was last season. At some point, that switch is going to flip. Yeah, especially if, and we'll talk about him in a second, T. Higgins is also in this matchup. Yeah. Um, if he doesn't go, that could open things up for Chase potentially as well. Yeah, and uh, Chase, we've, I mean, we talked about it last week, receivers that can beat Marshawn Lattimore, I feel like Chase fits that bill. Yeah, the question is who goes against Matt Lattimore. Right. It could yeah. be Higgins, it in which be. case that could also open up Chase. Yeah. So there's a lot of doors here for Chase, and th- and for that reason I'm picking him, although I have been very happy with Lockett so I've far this loved season. Lockett. Loved Lockett so far this season. I would I feel incredibly comfortable playing him every week so far. Yep, totally. Um, but, yeah, just I'm going to go with Chase despite the great matchup for Lockett and just the production that he's had. Going to yep. go with Chase here. Agreed. Next up, we have Mike Williams going against Stefan Diggs. Mike Williams putting together a really good season so far with uh-huh. Keenan Allen on injury. Um, 11 in standard, 9 in PPR. And Stefan Diggs has been continuing to do Stefan Diggs things ever since he got to Buffalo. He's number two. Number two uh, overall wide receiver on the season so far. He's just been he's been Diggs. That's it. Yeah, he's been great. Uh, and... If Buffalo wants to beat Kansas City, he has to be that guy again. So I'm gonna bank on Josh Allen just going to Stephon Diggs in the tight situations in the in the absolute necessary game that this is the monster of a game that we're about to watch here. Um, and I'm gonna go with Stephon Diggs in this matchup. Agreed. I I also have the feeling that the Chargers are gonna be able to get up early on Denver and can just kind of take care of the ball on the ground, um, somewhat limiting Williams potential here so i'm gonna go with Diggs as well yeah williams should still have a good week for sure but depending on keenan allen right i think if keenan allen goes williams is a is he close he's limited in practice this week so um we'll see he's been limited in practice for the last couple weeks so just something to watch yep um but yeah mike williams is great he's a good he's a good player Diggs is better yep he is uh, next up, final wide receiver position slot, we have T. Higgins. We've talked about him already, and we have Curtis Samuel, whose name we dropped just at the beginning of this matchup. Uh, Curtis Samuel playing right now in what we expected a Thursday night game to be between Washington and Chicago. It's rough. It's not. It's it's actually worse than last it's week. It's 3-0 to right now. I, uh, so Pain. Absolute pain. Yeah. Uh, and T. Higgins and the Bengals still going up against the Saints. That has not changed. We have the entire fucking offense. The fourth Bengal to talk about here. We have the whole offense. (laughs) This is everyone that's relevant in the Bengals in Um, this game. Yeah. Even if Samuel wasn't playing right now, uh, I would still 
go with Higgins in this matchup. I would too. Yeah. If he doesn't play, obviously that's a no go, but yep. um yeah, if he is playing based on this current lineup, even before this game started, I would have said Higgins, he's a stud. Absolute stud. Yeah. Uh and they use him effectively, efficiently, he's great. Yeah. So gotta go with Higgins here. Yep. Hundred percent. Tight end position. Kyle Pitts, letdown of the season so far for redraft leagues for just leagues in general he's just been an absolute bust yeah so far yeah bad uh that's on josh's side and then brett has robert tunyon in right now the green bay packers are going up against the new york jets in green bay uh this weekend in what they hope is a bounce back after losing to the giants in london across the pond oh boy i don't i don't want to pick either of them (laughs) I don't want to pick either of them. This is this is probably one of the hardest like matchup picks we've ever picked, but not because the players are good. Right. Um golly. Um Robert Tunyon, highest snap percentage is fifty eight percent. That week he had seven targets, six receptions. He only had six point seven fantasy points. Man, I gotta go with Pitts just because he's good. Like, just because, like, physically, he's, like, a super talent. Mm-hmm. And not to mention, last year, the beginning of the season, he was, you know, 5.9.4.7 point, And then he turned it around to become solid enough. I mean, tight end 9 and 6 in standard and PPR last year. Yep. I think it's a bit of a slow start. I think the Falcons need him. And I'm going to go with Pitts. But I don't love it. Part of this as well right now is Pitts is uh, dealing with a hamstring injury. So yeah. he was limited in practice uh, earlier today, which is a good sign. But he did not play last week. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, if he goes, I have to go with the ceiling, and he has the higher ceiling. Yep. Yep. Because the floor on these guys is just so abysmal, both of them. It's zero. Yeah. The floor is 100% zero points oh, yeah. for both of these guys. Yep. Um. But yeah, I'm gonna go with Pitts just because I also think they're gonna get they're not gonna be able to run against San Francisco. No, God, no. That's what Atlanta wants to do, and they're not gonna be able to do it. Yeah, Mariota's gonna have to throw. It's gonna be a Drake London game. And who do you throw to other than London? Yeah, it's Pitts. Exactly. So I, for that reason, I'm going with Pitts. If he here. doesn't do anything this week, fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Like goddamn, it's Arthur's- already bad. Like, Matt Rule needed to go. Arthur Smith also needs to go. It's rough. It's so bad. He's not good. Yeah. In the flex spot here, we have Michael Gallup back off injury for the last couple weeks here. Um, Putting up okay points. Decent snap shares as well. Yep. Not, like, amazing. Going against Marquise Brown, who has been an absolute stud over the past three, four weeks here. Uh, Actual target machine over the past four weeks. No lower than 10 targets. Uh, and no fewer points in fantasy than 9.8 uh, on the season. He's the number six wide receiver in, in the last right three, no lower than 17.8, which is wild. So I am going to go Marquise Brown here. He, as long as Hopkins is not there, he is going to be a target machine. Mm-hmm. This game has a high over under, as we already talked about. Yeah, it's going to be Brown. The only the only very slight hesitation I have is Rondell Moore is back, and he will be fully healthy going into this matchup. Was but Rondell Moore not back last week? He was, but he wasn't 100%. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, that takes targets away from, from Hollywood for sure, but only a little bit. 
Yeah. I still have to, like, it has to be Hollywood in this choice for me. Oh, 100%. Uh, because I just, I can't trust the... Cooper Rush is doing good things with Dallas winning games, but only C.D. Lamb is producing. Yep. Yeah, it's it's got to be Marquise Brown here. Yeah, for sure, Hollywood. Uh, kicker position. We have Matthew Gay on Josh's side of the ball, and we have Justin Tucker on Brett's side. It's Justin Tucker. He's, he's Justin Tucker. It's Justin Tucker. You have to side with Justin Tucker if it's Justin Tucker. Yeah. And end of story. Yep, that's that's the way the news goes on that front. Yep. And the defense, Josh with the 49ers and Brett with the Buffalo Bills right now. Um, Brett's only, Brett has no other defensive option. Well. Yep. Good luck. Yeah, I mean, Yeah. It's hard to go against Kansas City. It they is. will move the ball however they can. They don't make a lot of mistakes, not a lot of fumbles, interceptions. Um, those are the only things that really help you out on a fantasy points perspective. San Francisco is a good defense going against a somewhat hapless offense. Yes. So, San yeah. Francisco. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, you got to go with San Francisco here um, pretty handily. Yep. Yeah. There's a chance Buffalo does something. A small chance, but a chance. Yeah, I mean, Buffalo defense is great. They're yeah. probably the best defense, right. but they're going against one of the best offenses yes. as well. And these matchups are always mm-hmm. high scoring and high quality. Right. Um, and before you go looking at what Buffalo did against the Chiefs last year, I saw they put up 15 points when they played the Chiefs in Week 5 last year. But remember how bad the Chiefs were to start the season last year? Bad. Very bad. This is not the same start. No, Chiefs are killer this year. So, 49ers. Uh, And so that's what we got for the matchups. That's what we got for the positions. And so now, Eric, it is time for us to pick a team. Um, It's actually pretty pretty even spread on on these positions. It is pretty even. Um, I think think I'm going to go with Brett. Um, I like McCaffrey. I'm worried Mixon is going to be in the same boat. Um, I'm a little worried about the Geno Smith bubble popping. Okay. Um, I think it's a good chance for Jamar Chase to go off. Um, Stefan Diggs is also a guy that will just go ham. Um, and then on the Marquise Brown thing, I think he's going to continue his tear um, at the top of the wide receiver leaderboards. Um, and just the gap between him and Gallup especially is just a monstrous gap. Yeah. Yep, that's fair. I'm going with Brett as well. Uh, for this matchup for pretty much the exact same reasons you are. I think the ceiling that gets hit um, on on Brett's side is going to just, it's just going to be a little bit higher. Um, yep, because I agree. With Burrow, Chase, Stack, I think there's, I think they, they align pretty well. Diggs is going to pop off Hollywood. Those three receivers with Hollywood, Brown, Diggs, and Chase, they're going to be the ones to make or break this matchup. Yeah, I agree. That's it. Uh, And I side that they're going to have great weeks. And so for that reason, I'm going to go with Brett. Um, So there we go. Brett, good luck. Josh, prove us wrong. Yeah, please do. Um, The only change that I've seen so far based on the lineups that I'm seeing is I would maybe think about um, Jeff Wilson over uh, Singletary. Oh, yeah, if he has Wilson. Or put Brown in the wide receiver. Oh, you can't because Samuel's already playing. Yeah, and you wouldn't want to do that anyway. No, you can't do that. Yeah. Well, I was going to say put Brown in wide receiver, Samuel in flex, and then take Samuel out and for put Wilson. Wilson. In. But yeah. you can't do that because right. Samuel already started. Yep. Um, well, you could flip a coin on Singletary or Wilson. Yeah. 
you know the Niners are going to be up, and you know that Buffalo-Kansas City game is going to be intense. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, but we both chose Brett. Josh, prove us wrong. Brett, good luck. Yeah, agreed. And so that is what we have for the matchup preview, and that is it for the segments of our show. Eric, is there anything you would like to add? No, that's it. All right, cool. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Blue Balls podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as we enjoyed making it. And with that, have a good night, have a good day, and have a good night. Good luck.